5-4-3-2-1. Good morning, guys. Good morning. It is uh, Thursday night for us. Friday morning for you guys. We just got back from Merced. As you know, every Thursday night we do the Bible study in Merced where we're doing um, Who Are You? The Who Are You? Identity in Christ seminar, but we made it into a Bible study. Yep. So today was the third week? Yeah, it is the third week. Yeah. And I think it's going to be six weeks, so we're halfway there. And uh, it's just going as long as it has to go, you know, but it's been pretty good. Um, I know a few days ago was Adam's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Adam. And, you know, I, what I found out, the day before that was Johnny the Muppet Alcala's birthday. Really? Yeah, he got all sad because I didn't remember. And I'm like, I have hard enough time remembering my kids' birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Johnny so, and Adam. Happy birthday to you. So, yeah, there's that. <laughs> and, um, what else? And then he called me on his birthday and I couldn't answer. Because we were in the middle of something. And then he starts whining. Um, oh, we were on our way back from Sacramento. We had just remember, um, I think we were on our way back from, from in the middle of the, the at the car dealership. Sometimes I think back. he chooses the time I'm most busiest to call, and then I can't answer, and then he complains on a text. And he did it on his birthday. Maybe he wanted me to answer and then get in the wreck because I'm answering this call. Is that what you want, brother? That's mean. Why do you talk to him on the devotionals? Because I don't answer his call because he always calls me in the wrong time. So you choose to talk to him on the devotionals? It's easier because I, I don't have to hear him whining. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anyways, guys, as you guys can tell that we did not have a devotional yesterday. for you yesterday. We were so missioned out from the whole band search. Um, we had just went on for like three days straight. Like, it was just three days straight, guys. And by the time we had, um, we had a very wonderful surprise um, after we did get home eventually from picking up the van. I'm sure you guys seen that we did get the van. Mm -hmm. um, if you watched the video before this one, we went directly straight from the Bay Area straight to um, the church with the van. We made it there. With like 15, not even 15 minutes to spare. Oh, like 10, 5. Ten. Yeah. But here was the awesome thing. We literally took the van straight to the gospel mission and we went to pick up one of the guys in the van the reason we bought the van <laughs> so it was such an amazing feeling um just to be able to uh go over there and uh just be able to pick him up guys and um for him to be there with a group of the of the men outside and they all got to they were just all so ecstatic to be able yeah. to see the van well, there's a lot of men that want to come, but they have to 
I don't know how it works, privileges or whatever, because you got to remember this whole program starts with a 30-day lockdown where they can't even leave, phone, use the phone or nothing. Yeah. And then they build up more trust and more trust. So, but the the guys that come on Sunday, they came out to see the van, but they couldn't leave with us, just one of the brothers. Yeah. But they were just like, what? Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. That was really nice. Yeah. So they were seeing really, their excitement. Really, mm-hmm, seeing their excitement, and you know, we're gonna be ready. You know, at nine thirty on Sunday, and so we were really, really happy, guys, and um, everybody came out to just look at it. But then we get there. And we were surprised by Brenda and her family, all her and her husband and her son. They were all there from Southern California, guys, all the way from San Diego, from the Oceanside area. They Not drove. Not that far, is it? Yeah. That they're from Orange County. That's all the way over there on that end. But still, they drove six hours, guys. They drove six hours to come to, to Bible study. Just to come to Bible study. Um. And they were just like, we seen Sunday service and we just needed to come. We needed to, we seen just the power of God moving. We needed to be here. We needed to get a little bit of that. Um, and we needed to be here. And we were just blessed, beyond blessed that they came and just spent some time with us. Yeah, so we walk in and I'm like rushing because as you guys know, we had to do it in sanctuary I was like, hey, and then I just kept walking because I had to, we had to go live, you know? Yeah. And, um, but yeah, they drove all that way, but it was cool because we got to hang out after. Yeah, but the thing is, I know that they were so tired because they had to leave first thing in the morning to make it home by noontime, you know, back to SoCal. And we were like, no, don't leave. So we were trying to hang on to them as long as we could after Bible study. And, and we, we just didn't want to let them go. But they, they stood around and they hung out with us. So uh, you guys, we hope that you guys made it on time. You know, we, we didn't keep you guys too long. But thank you so much for coming out and spending time with us. Um, thank you for my beautiful gift. And thank you for the dessert. Thank you so much for just being here and, and fellowshipping and spending time with us we love you guys so much and we just we can't wait to see you guys again and you know even when we're down there maybe we can spend some time with you guys but guys it has been just a journey these last few days and um we're truly blessed you know we were out for i'm gonna say there were times we were out for like even 10 12 hours a day even more mm-hmm. for the whole day um just going and looking for vans and not as easy as you think. It's not, guys. But, you know, I told David today what's what's so beautiful is that God's timing and God's plan is always just so perfect. You know, not only do I feel that we, we actually made a friend, you know, because, you know, Chris, you know, I think this morning he messaged and he says, hey, what's your YouTube channel, you mm-hmm. know? Um, the owner of the van. Yeah, the owner of the van. He wanted our YouTube channel and, and I, you know, sent him the YouTube channel because he he wanted to check us out. And, and so I always know that God's perfect timing is just amazing. And not only did we make a new friend, but man... There, there's always a reason for everything and Chris if you're on here welcome to our YouTube channel yep. and man thank you um you know 
kudos to to you thank you for for being a part of this journey with us thank you for allowing um the lord to use you to make it possible for us to have this van for these for these amazing people that are coming to um to the church and you know just just thank you thank you and shout out to your your business I know that we posted it out there. I don't have the exact name of it, but I will say it on here because I know that he said he had some more vans that he wanted to sell, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, I know that um, he does have some more vans that he does want to sell. So, I am going to give it's called Western Eagle and it's a transport service up in the, what is it, San Rafael area? Yeah, San Rafael. Yeah, in the San Rafael area, guys. So, um, let us know if you're interested in, in getting a van or something, you know, we can always send you on over to him, you know, so let us know. But um, I know that we wanted to share something, so mm -hmm. let's go on to the word then. I was going to say something else, but I can't remember. Oh, that's right. Um, we decided also that, you know how in the last minute, the reason we set up in a sanctuary was because there was no, we didn't have time to set up at all because... The laptop, the microphone, the camera, everything was here, and we were in the bay. Mm -hmm. There was no way to get here and make it to the church on time. As you know, we went from the bay, and literally minutes before Bible study started at 7, we pulled in. Thank God that Abraham and Benjamin were there before us to turn on the computers, turn on the lights, turn everything on, because if had they not been there, we would have had to start service, I mean, Bible study like 7.15. Yeah, and Abraham usually doesn't go, but... He never goes. And he, he, he on his own, guys, I'm telling you, God's doing something because he even went to another Bible study, the, the Stockton Bible study, yeah. once again, guys, on his own, he's yeah. going to their Bible studies. So. If you are in the Stockton area, Reach Worship Center is our associate or what do you call it? Our affiliate yeah affiliate so grace <laughs> international yeah if you like house of rest church and you're in stockton go to reach worship center if you just look at google go on your maps whatever they're right there off of harding um that's our affiliate church uh, pastor mauro and his wife rosa and um yeah so yeah, guys there it is yeah there it is uh oh i didn't even finish saying what i was gonna say oh yeah. you you uh made me talk about other stuff <laughs> sorry <laughs> So anyways, we sat up there. When I got there, Abraham and Benjamin had already laid the table out the way it was set up and whatnot. But anyways, long story short, is had had I gone to set up where I normally do in the cafe area, um, so many people came to Bible study, physically came, that it would have been really tight. Yeah, we wouldn't have fit. Yeah, so it was fitting that we were late because then... As you guys know, this, the equipment's already set up for Sunday service. That's the only way we were able to. So I, I called, and I'm like, you know what? There's no way we're going to get the computer and everything set up. So you know what? We'll just have Bible study in the sanctuary. Since the camera's ready to go for Sundays, mm -hmm. just turn it on, and we'll go live like that. So it was kind of a the only convenient thing we could do in order to start our Bible study in time. Yeah. But then more people came than we expected, and had we done done it normally, it wouldn't have fit, or it yeah. would have been tight. Yeah. So we've decided that we're going to do our Bible studies now in the sanctuary now. Mm -hmm. 
So what that means is it's going to be easier, no setup. It's already set up, yeah. other than the table. Cause, and you're going to use that second camera. Yeah, so now you know that we have the second camera, the one we use for Wednesday Bible study. Since that's not going to be used for the sanction, for the lobby anymore, we're going to permanently set it up in the sanctuary. So now we're going to have two cameras on Sunday mornings mm -hmm. to work with. So that's cool. Now there's no moving nothing around. It's going to be permanent. So you know how a lot of times, guys, for instance, a good example, when Pastor Val came mm -hmm. and he was like walking like this. Mm -hmm. Well, now we're going to have a camera further back. So now you'll be able to, so whoever's running the, the, the video stream, whether it's Benjamin or Abraham, they'll be able to switch from two camera views, the one you guys normally see. Yeah. And then one further back. That's good. Yeah, yeah so that's really good. Which is going to be perfect timing because we have our Good Friday service coming up, mm -hmm. and there's usually more to see than whatever's right in front. So that's, that's going to be perfect. Perfect. So yeah, so tomorrow I'm actually going to go and set up that second camera permanently in a sanctuary. So every recording, Wednesday Bible study, Sunday service, is now going to be in the sanctuary with two cameras. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so, awesome. And I think now that we're getting back to normal, um, you know, the Mother's Day service, we're going to have Father's Day service, you know, and a lot of the times, you know, we're going to have our children's coming back to normal. We usually have our children that come up and do little skits or they have, you know, their little singing, you know, with the little choir, children's choir. So I love it because now the online is going to be able to see a lot of that. Yeah. And I think it's time for, for us to be able to get, get back yeah. to normalcy. Yeah, two cameras, it, it, it helps it. It just helps it. It, it. I think it'll make people feel more included because they could actually see the people in there and whatnot. It'll, yeah. it'll be good. Yeah, I love it, guys. Yeah. I love the idea. So this Sunday, we're starting off with two camera setup. Yeah. So that's, that's good. Awesome. Um, we're going to go into the book of Jude. Jude is literally just one chapter. It's the book right before Revelation. And a oh, lot of times we skip it. One last thing. Huh. Anthony, I'm so happy that you're yes. home, by the way. Anthony De La Garza. We missed you, brother. Has been in the hospital for two weeks. And, um, or maybe longer. Yeah. It feels, it feels, lo it feels long. He said two weeks, but it feels longer than I think that. It's been longer than two weeks. But yeah. brother, we're so happy you're home. We love you. We yeah. missed you. We missed you. So. You're, you're the one that makes a lot of, a lot of noise on that, uh. On those, uh, hmm? well, he's the one that kind of gets everybody going on hmm. on the uh, on the comments and everything on YouTube, especially kind of gets everybody so, excited. I'm not sure that. if you missed it all and you're catching up. We we threw a couple super cats your way, even though you weren't there, because it's just weird not having a super cat for you on the Wednesdays. Mm -hmm. We so, sure did. Good to have you back, brother. Yes. Now quit acting like that. <laughs> Before I bust through the wall like the Kool-Aid man. Mm. So uh, here we are in Jude. Um, and we're going to do, uh, it's only one chapter, so obviously chapter one, verse three and four. I have no idea what I'm going to call this yet. Obviously, by the time you see this, it'll have a, have a title to this video. But here it goes, verses three and four. Uh, it says, Beloved, or Beloved. While I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith 
which was once for all delivered to the saints. For certain men have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were marked out for their condemnation, ungodly men, who turned the grace of God or who turned the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to read more, but I want Sharon to read that in the Message Bible. Okay. So Three David, and four. David reads out of the New King James, and I read out of the Message. Dear friends, I've dropped everything to write you about this life of salvation that we have in common. I have to write insisting, begging, that you fight with everything you have in you for this faith entrusted to us as a gift to guard and cherish. What has happened is that some people have infiltrated our ranks. Our scriptures warned us this would happen. Who beneath their pious skin are shameless scoundrels. Their design is to replace the sheer grace of our God with their sheer license which means doing away with Jesus Christ, our one and only master. Okay, we're going to talk about that, but we're going to read another passage in the chapter. I think it's 17? Yes, starting at Starting 17. at 17, mm -hmm. all the way to the end? Yes. Okay, so this whole chapter is only 25 verses, but we're going to go from 17 to 25, and then we're going to talk about this. 17 says this. He says, But you, beloved, remember the words which were spoken before by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. How they told you that there would be mockers in the last time who would walk according to their own ungodly lust. These are sensual persons who cause divisions, not having the spirit. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And on some have compassion, making a distinction, but others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment defiled by the flesh. Now to him who was able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, to God our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and forever. Amen. But remember, dear friends, that the apostles of our Master, Jesus Christ, told us this would happen. In the last days, there will be people who don't take things seriously anymore. They'll treat them like a joke and make a religion of their own whims and lust. These are the ones who split churches, thinking only of themselves. There's nothing to them, no sign of the Spirit. But you, dear friends, carefully build yourselves up in the most holy faith by praying in the Holy Spirit, staying right at the center of God's love, keeping your arms open and outstretched, ready for the mercy of our Master, Jesus Christ. This is the unending life, the real life. Go easy on those who hesitate in the faith. Go after those who take the wrong way. Be tender with sinners, but not soft on sin. The sin itself stinks to the high heaven. And now to him who can keep you on your feet, standing tall in his bright presence, fresh and celebrating, to our one God, our only Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Master, be glory, majesty, strength, and rule before all time and now 
and to the end of all time. Yes. All right. I know we read a lot. <laughs> yeah. But I want to talk about three and four first. I don't know where it's at. Um, you know, there, there's so many directions we could go on this, but I'm going to try to just kind of pull out some of the main stuff. Uh, because I think this chapter, even though it's one chapter, 25 verses, you could literally turn this into a series. Because there's so many, so many things. Um, it's a little hard for me, you know, using that many scriptures because I, I feel like I want to do it all and it'll be like three hours. Well, I, I, don't I, think feel it, like it, I feel like what it's doing, it's condensing yeah, a lot of yeah, what yeah. is it's spoken Maybe they at. want a three-hour devotional. Ooh. But let's talk about this in the beginning. Look what he says um, on this part where he says, um, he goes, I'm writing and insisting and I'm begging you. That you fight with everything you have in you for this faith entrusted to us as a gift to guard and cherish. And I think that should be said more, and it's not said as much as it should be said, that you got to fight for what is for the gifts God gave you. Fight for the gift of salvation that he gave you because there are people that are operating by demonic influence that want to take that from you. Well, it's not just what's been given to us, but it's what's been entrusted yeah. to us. You know, it, it's not a gift that has just been freely given to yeah. us, but it's also a gift that's been entrusted to us. I like that word entrusted because it's like every, okay, those of you that have children, those souls, God has entrusted you. Yes. And if you raise those children... Without the Lord, he won't get those souls back. He has trusting you. So in the same way that word entrusting you, it says you fight with everything you have in you for this faith that's entrusted to us as a gift to mm -hmm. guard and cherish it. Yes. So not only do we guard it, but we cherish it. Something that's important, something that means something. Yeah, something of value. Like, like, like if you... If you had one little box like this that is fireproof and you can only fit so many things in there in your whole house. And what if your house caught fire? What would you put in that box? Mm -hmm. That's what you, So you're going to, to guard it and, and it, those are things that you cherish. You know, so we can't just whims, whimsly, whim, I don't even know how to say that word, but just like treat it like nothing. Like we're entrusted with something. And we have to cherish it and guard it. So he's talking about that. And then he says, what has happened is that some people have, have infiltrated our ranks. Yeah. That, that's that old saying, divide and conquer. Yeah. You know, anytime, um, this is, man, this goes way back thousands of years that, that when there's warfare, the best way to destroy uh, an, uh, an army or a village is to infiltrate and destroy yeah, it from the inside. From the inside. That's yes. the easiest way. It is the easiest way to do it, you know? And and that proves over and over, whether it's gangs or, or nations fighting nations or whatever, you always infiltrate to destroy it from the inside. And it's crazy because a lot of the times, a person is usually guarding themselves from the enemy when they don't even realize that the enemy is within. And they don't even realize that it's 
working from the inside. Sometimes, it's a lot closer than what they yeah, think. Sometimes that enemy's in your very bed. Yeah. You know, and, and a lot of the times they don't even, they don't even realize that. Mm-hmm. There, there's people that have spouses that they secretly want you to move away from the Lord. To fail. Yeah. Yeah. And it says, what has happened is some people have infiltrated our ranks. I love this because then it says, our scriptures warned us this would happen. So this is like, if you're not alert to this and you fall for this, whose fault is that? We got to be diligent. We have to be booted and suited. We have to be ready. We have to have our warning flags out to to understand because why? Because scripture said, we already told you this was going to happen. Yeah. And then it says, um, oh, these people who beneath their pious skin, they're shameless scoundrels. They got no shame for their game. They're scoundrels. They just want to see what they can get from you and what they can take from you. And then it says, their design is to replace the sheer grace of our God with sheer license, which means doing away with Jesus Christ. And that's why we got to be careful because the way our nation is going, well, they don't mind if you pray to God. They don't want you to say which God. Have you ever seen, have you ever seen, I have a machine. I have a machine that, um, that actually, uh, what is the machine that actually, uh, dehydrates? It's a dehydration machine. And when I put, I cut up apples and I cut up fruit and it dehydrates and it sucks all the, all the juice and all the nutrients or not the, the nutrients, water. all the water and all the yeah. moisture, moisture out of the, yeah, it sucks all the moisture out of those fruits and everything and it dehydrates. And when I think of this and when I'm reading this, it's like, I think of that, it, it just... It, it feels like it wants to suck the life out of, mm-hmm. out of it. You know, yeah. it wants to. Yeah. It wants to take Jesus, which is life. This is a very Jesus is life. It wants to take Jesus out of you. If you if you are on a desert, and there's no water, and somebody had a bag of grapes or a bag of raisins, which mm-hmm. one are you gonna want? Yeah. Raisins are literally dried up grapes. If I'm thirsty, I want some grapes because there's juice in it. There's nectar in it. There's mm-hmm. something that's going to that's gonna hydrate me. Where raisins, it's not going to do anything. You can't get nothing out You can't get no moisture out of it. And unfortunately, this is why I don't like, man, when... Um, remember, we're talking... We, people think that people on the outside are going to destroy the church. And I'm telling you, it's going to get destroyed from the inside and it's already begun. You know... It's, it's already started. You know, it, it's crazy because it's funny that you mention a grape and, and the raisin because it's actually... It's... um, It can be like two-faced or what's the... It's... um, What's the... What's that word where... um. It's sweet, but it's sweet and sour. No, bittersweet. It's it's sweet, but it's it's but it's dry. It's sweet, but it has no no use. Mm-hmm. 
because it you you can have it gives you no life because it's dry you know it's uh oh my god the word is right at the tip of my tongue well think about it because i wasn't done what i was gonna okay, say go ahead. and i'm forgetting what i was in the, go ahead. i was in the middle of saying this let me see if i can remember it is that oh yeah the church now you gotta understand so many people i see people on facebook i see people that oh the government wants to you know destroy the church and and tifa wants to destroy the church and all these people want to destroy the church and and I'm like, bro, don't you understand scripture said that it's going to be destroyed from the inside? We just read it. You know who's going to destroy the church? Self-proclaimed Christians themselves. They're the ones that are going to infiltrate and destroy the church from within. This is real talk, guys. Quit looking outside of the church and look inside because that's where it's going to happen. That's where it's always happened, you know? So it's like, and that's why I, I get very leery, man, when... When, when when Christians cringe when we talk about the Holy Ghost, when Christians cringe when they talk about the power of God, the glory of God, the, the wave of the Holy Spirit, um, praying for the sick, casting out demons, you know, and, and, and Christians cringe at that stuff. Why? You know, if you can fit God into this beautiful theological box, he ceases to be God. God should be above our ways. He does things that we can't comprehend. He does things that science can't explain. Because if science can explain everything God does, then he ceases to be God. Because now then God can be explained. So we got to be careful because the infiltration has begun. Yeah. And there's a whole bunch of churches that have no nourishment. There's no grapes anymore. It's a bunch of raisins. That's still can be deceiving because they have sweetness to it but they're mm. deceiving they give no life yeah that's what the, that's the word i was oh. trying to get deceiving <laughs> so i was like what word is it where are we at here oh we're going to 17 now yes It says, but remember, dear friends, that the apostles of our master, Jesus Christ, told us this would happen. Yes. You know what's so... I got to hand it to the enemy, honestly. Because you know what? So many He pulls the, the, the wool over so many people's eyes. Let me explain how, right? Be, and here's how he does it. For instance... Um, he wants to discount healing. So he'll cause somebody to fake heal people. Yeah. So then everybody sees the fake. And now Christians discount any healing. Yeah. Same thing with tongues. Some people are just ridiculous with t tongues. Like there's people that say, oh, it's easy. Just copy this. And then, they, and then it just sounds whack. You're like, what is that? So that's fake. So it all must be fake. So basically the enemy has slowly ridiculed every spiritual thing that Jesus does. And, and here's what the enemy does is he always makes a counterfeit. And what happens is once he brings out the counterfeit of every spiritual move of God, now Christians come and discount all of it. Okay. And the enemy has now pacified the church. They've even discounted the fact that Jesus is 
who he is. Yeah, all the way down the line. Yeah. All the way down the line. So it's where it says that the apostles told us this would happen. In the last days, there will be people who don't take these things seriously anymore. They'll treat them like a joke and make a religion of their own whims and lust. And it says these are the ones who split churches, Thank thinking you. only of themselves. What's that last line right there? There's nothing to them, no sign of the Spirit. And that's why people can get up and worship and get up and be in ministry, take leaderships. They can get up there and preach and do all of that. And the next day they can be doing just whatever they want to do. They can talk the way they want to talk. They can... You know, there's, there's occupations in this world that require drug tests, that require psychological evaluations, that require, um, even like, for instance, there's people that go to be in a secret service or FBI, and they will do a check on your whole family. Mm -hmm. But yet, in the things of God, and the things that matter, and the things that are eternal... We can go to a Bible college, we can send some money to somebody, and they give us a license, and now we're preachers. And there's nobody to be accountable to. I'm not saying all people, because I'm accountable. We're accountable. That's why we have a covering of Grace International. You know, and it's like, but many times there's people that are not accountable to anybody. Singers, worship, Christian rappers, Self-proclaimed evangelists, self-proclaimed prophets, self-proclaimed apostles, self-proclaimed pastors. And, and, and there's nobody. So I'm just like, man, if the FBI and this and that, if they do things, and those things are not eternal. Yeah. Imagine what would happen if Jesus showed up every year saying, yeah, you can't preach, you can't evangelize, you can't rap, you can't sing unless I stamp you every year. Let me see. And, and he can read your heart. Can you imagine? Mm. You know what would happen? A bunch of churches would be shut down. Yeah. A bunch of Christian rappers would never rap again. A bunch of preachers would never preach again. A bunch of worship singers would never be able to worship a, again. All kinds of people would be disqualified. Because why? Because they treat it like a joke. They make a religion of their own whims and their lusts. Oh, I'm going to go there because, you know what? They like to do what I like to do, and we can have a church together. These are the ones who split churches, thinking only of themselves. There's nothing to them and no sign of the Spirit. That's what that says. I didn't say it. No conviction. No conviction for what they do. No conviction. Guys, when I got out of prison and like I... a mockery of the Lord. When I got out of prison and I couldn't see my kids as much as I wanted to, I, I was convicted that I couldn't even preach on how to parent. You know? And, and it took years. It took years, you know? And there's things like that took time for me because I didn't want to preach something. I wasn't... I didn't... I wouldn't say... I don't want to say I wasn't practicing because I was trying to be a father. You know, I was trying, you know what I mean? But when, when you're a parent, there's another parent. And, you know, you bump heads, you know. And there's things you can't control, you know. But it took me a long time to to 
figure out how to parent again, you know? And, and so when I see people living double lives and living a certain way throughout the, living like a demon Monday through Saturday, and all of a sudden you want to preach or sing or rap or whatever, man, get out of here, man. This is, this ain't, this ain't a joke. This is not a joke. These are things that God has called us. He has, um, what's the word, entrusted us with something precious. And we're just going to spit in the face of God. You know, I can understand when you have somebody who, who God sees your heart. And God sees a repentant heart. He sees you. He sees you putting your foot forward. He sees you trying. He sees a heart of repentance and he sees you. But he knows your heart. Mm -hmm. He sees that conviction. He sees that you fall and you stumble, but you get up and you're, and, you, and you're moving forward. But he sees your heart. He sees a heart, but there's a difference, a heart of repentance and a heart of contrite. A contrite heart, a heart that that just doesn't care in a heart that is doing things with a rebellious heart and a heart that that is just vengeful and a heart that just doesn't care because when you have a heart that is a contrite heart then what it is is that you better be careful you better be careful because we don't mock the things of the lord you better be careful when you're out there and you're about to do the things that you do in God's house. You know, you can have two different people and one could be raised in church their whole life and they take nothing serious of the things of God. They think they can go to the world and come back to the, to the people of God and go to the world, come back and and then you can have a man that lost everything, a woman that lost everything, living under a bridge and they're drunk. And a, a little, there's a, maybe there's a breeze and a piece of, of, of a page of a Bible happens to land right on their lap. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's a story, a page out of John, where it says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever shall believe in him, shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And this drunk reads that. And it does something to them, and they cry out to God. Which one is God going to listen to? The one that should have known better, but everything they do is a mockery to God. Or this person that is full of wine, but their heart is crying out for a change. God knows the hearts of men and women. He knows our intentions. Yes. And sometimes, you know, he knows what to do with you if you're on fire for him. He knows what to do with you if you're completely cold. But if you're in the middle... Matter of fact, the Bible says that he'll vomit you out of your mouth, out of his mouth, because he doesn't know what to do with you. Mm. And that's a scary place to be at. It is a really scary place to be because I don't want to ever hear those words to depart from him. Yeah. That's scary. 
that's a that's a that's a scary thing to think about guys you know sometimes i think the reason i got saved was my mom's prayer of lord reach him in any way you got you can reach him and basically because i lived in a christian home raised in a christian home maybe in in a weird kind of way i thought that god had my back and my mom's prayer was a prayer of mercy because basically she was telling God, let him hit rock bottom if that's what he's got to do. I release him to you. And sometimes we got to hit rock bottom, man. And, and unfortunately, we're so stubborn. I'm a stubborn one. That that's what I had to do in order to cry out to God. And sometimes it, it's it's easy to cradle somebody. It's, it's easy to uh, enable someone. And sometimes you just got to let them fall flat on their face. Because at least now they're in a position to be prostrated before the Lord. Yeah. You know, and, and man, I, I don't know any other way to say it. You know, do we have more verses at the end? Yep. Where are we at? Oh. oh yeah. We're right no. here. We're right here. And then. Dear uh, friends. The dear friends. This is verse 20, but you, dear friends, carefully build yourselves up in the most holy faith by praying in the Holy Spirit, staying right in the center of God's love, keeping your arms open and outstretched, ready for the mercy of our master, Jesus Christ. Are you building yourself up? What are you building up in your life? What are you building? What are you doing? What kind of, how are you building your relationship with Jesus? When you go on a date... You know, you go on a date with somebody if you're single. Don't be going on dates with somebody else if you're married. Take your spouse on a date. <laughs> but if you're dating and you're single and that person's single and, and you're just kind of having coffee with them or something, you're having a conversation to learn who they are. Yeah. Well, do you, this is how you build yourself up in the faith of God. Get to know who he is. You know, and it's like pray in the spirit, get to know who he is, build that up, have your arms wide open to receive whatever it is. Because if you're holding your old life in your hands, how can you grab what he's giving you? Yeah. You got to let go of everything. Yeah. In order to receive. Yeah. You got to be able to, you know, I was talking to David earlier today as we were on our way to the Merced Bible study and I, and I told him something and I said, you know. I think a lot of the times, um, and, and I say this as a, as a woman, uh, I think women sometimes were afraid. What, you know, when I was single, I think that there was those times where there's the times of loneliness and the times of, of always wanting, like, Lord, you know, how do you build an intimate relationship with 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 the Lord what is it that you ask for and a lot of the times we become afraid or we don't have that understanding of what a true intimate relationship is with with the Lord and there's so many voids um, and when we say Lord I need you to be my husband I need you to be the one to fill that every void there is such a thing of that intimate asking the Lord to have that intimate relationship with him so that he can fill all that emptiness, all the 
intimacy that you need with him, he will fill all those, those areas. And you know, when, when he begins to fill those areas, trust me, there ain't nothing that you will long for. He will fill those areas when you build an intimate relationship with him. And it's so beautiful that you long for nothing else. He becomes the husband to the husbandless. He becomes the father to the fatherless. He becomes everything that you desire. But you have to be open and willing. And just like David says, you need to be able to let go and open up to every area in your life. You need to be open to receive it. Because does he know that you need it? Yes. But you have to be open and willing to receive it in that area and say, Lord, I need you there. It's crazy because as you're saying that, when I was in solitary, you know the way um, Tom Hanks would talk to Wilson? That was me and Jesus. Yeah. That was me and him. Like, I'm not joking. It's not just something funny. I literally, on the day I got out, I said, Lord, we did it. Yeah. He did the time with me. He's in heaven. He don't have to be in prison. You know? And he, But he did it with me. He did every single day. As much as my mom loves me, my dad, my brothers, none of them could go into the jail to do the time with me. But the Lord did. He never left. He did every single moment, every second he did it with me. And I will talk to him. He was my celly. And, and you know, and you know what's amazing, as a single parent and as a single mom, I would discuss situations, even things like, Lord, you know, big decisions whenever I would buy something or whenever, you know, Lord, should I go this way? You know, I would talk to him as I would my husband. What did you hear me doing when we were looking for vans? Yes, you would ask him. As I'm you, driving, right? Yes, you would ask him. And see, and those are the type of decisions, you know, ladies, I'm being very serious. If I was going to buy something, if I, you know, just decisions, the same type of decisions that I would make with, you know, my husband, I would be like, okay, Lord, I need to talk this over with you. You need to help me make this decision. This is a really big decision. Um, should I buy this bed? Should I not buy this bed? This has a lot of interest or this and that. I would talk to him as if he was tangibly there in making a decision whether to rent this place, whether to buy this bed, whether to buy... Because I needed to talk to him because if I had received him <coughs> as my husband, then I needed to... Talk to him as he if he was there as my husband, and make those well, decisions. Yes. So, but I needed to tangibly, yeah, make him there like he was there tangibly, and so I would talk like just like the way you would talk in the car. Yeah, like she would hear me. Like I wouldn't be like, "Hey, we're gonna talk to God." We'd just be driving. Yeah. And I'd just be like, "Lord, I, I don't know. Do, do I go right? Do I go left?" And that's know. the way I was too. I don't know which way to go. Do I go straight? You know, and, and sometimes and then, that's what we have to do. And it's weird because sometimes we will take a turn and it'll be a whole cluster of car lots. And I'm like, oh, okay, God. And that's when I found that green one. Yeah. And I'm like, Lord, you want me to have this one? <laughs> <laughs> but 
Apparently, a lot of the guys liked it, but yeah. But he wanted us to be he wanted us to be humorous with you guys on on YouTube, you know, and and that's good. Did you we know? finish? Nope, we're not done. Okay. All right, so now we're gonna go on to go mm. easy on those. Yeah, go easy on those who hesitate in the faith. And that's having. What does grace. that mean? That doesn't mean blasting people on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta quit that, man. You gotta quit that. Yeah. Go easy on those who hesitate in the faith. Go after those who take the wrong way. Be tender with sinners, but not soft on, on sin. sin. Mm. And then it says, the sin itself stinks to high heaven. <laughs> and now to him who can keep you on your feet, standing tall in his bright presence, fresh and celebrating, to our one God, our only Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Master, be glory, majesty, strength, and rule before all time and now and to the end of all time, yes. Really good verses, guys. Yeah, this is beautiful. Man, yesterday, Bible study, I strained my voice. I think because I, I had the mic, I think I, I, I re-watched some of it today, and I... I was louder than I normally give a Bible study. Yeah. I need to adjust that because I, I don't know why I did that. I, I kind of threw my voice out. And then today in Merced, you know, holding a, another hour Bible study. And then right now doing this, like it hurts. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. know? Make you some more tea right now. So, um, but anyways, guys, um, we're going to end it there. And uh, we pray that you have a blessed day. Um, a good weekend. Yes. We'll see you Sunday morning with two cameras. Mm. I'm going to do that setup, so that'll be interesting. Um, I think that's pretty much it, right? Yeah, guys. You know, as we already told you guys, um, I know that you did put out a flyer because we do have um, we do have a lot coming. Uh, I know in April, on April 2nd, we have our Good Friday service. And then for April 4th, we have our Resurrection Sunday. Mm. You know, and oh, then, I'll put the flyer as you're saying that right now. Yeah. So <coughs> he'll be putting that flyer, guys. Um, you know, guys, we we just have so much to look forward to. We're going to be reopening up our, our children's um, this coming month already. And youth we have, for you that are local, um, we're going to be you know, restarting our youth as well. So on the 27th, we're going to have a youth barbecue. So if you are local, um, please, you know, reach out to us at www.houseofrestchurch. Oh my God. House Arrest Church at gmail.com. It's not House Arrest Church. Oh my God. Stop, stop, stop. House Arrest Church at gmail.com. I was giving them the website. I feel like Al right wait, now. Wait, wait. Are you... I'm confused. Are you giving them the website or the email? The email. Housearrestchurch at gmail.com. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was giving you guys the website at first. So not the website. I want to give you guys an email. So email. Housearrestchurch at gmail.com. Um, but you can always go to the, the website as well if you need to and get a hold of us for anything. But guys, um, email us so we can give you guys more information on that. If you are local to the Modesto, the Stockton area, we're going to, you know, be able to give you that information. Um, if you are part of the house arrest or the relevant Bible talk so that way we can uh, give you or if you're part of the church family. So it is if your child is junior high, 
um, up to a young adult. So please let us know, okay? All right, is that it? Yep. Okay. The best part is you're going to stay up with me while I render this video. 51 minutes. Yay! It's past midnight, I think. I know. All right, guys. Yay. Bye, guys. Bye. We love you guys.